Yeah, I'm looking for uh, a, a console shelf now. Put all my consoles on. Just need to get my Dreamcast stuff. I'm ready when you are. Command me, okay. my lord. Command me. <laughs> okay, hold on. Alright, three, two, one. Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz and welcome back to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time. And here with me live from Silent via Skype is Omega Kai. Hey, how's it going everybody? I miss y'all. Alright. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so there's been a lot of wrestling news that's been coming out this week. Uh, more wrestlers being released by WWE. Um, some interesting news coming out of Impact Wrestling and so on and so forth. And including some stuff coming out from uh, AEW. So let's just start with uh, Impact. So Impact this week, they released a video showing Tessa Blanchard uh, commenting on the world title situation. She also called out um, Michael, uh, Big Mike uh, Elgin. Yeah. yeah, so it looks like she might be doing... Uh, she might be wrestling Big Mike. Starting a, starting a feud with them. I'm okay with that. It's it's it just there's no you like both of them. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Like Elgin and um, Tessa Blanchard. So I I, mm-hmm. I I I kind of think it's too soon for them to go against each other. You know what I mean? It's kind, right. It's kind of like a Bound for Glory issue. You know, match mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Unless one of the contracts up soon, so I, I, the only reason I can see it. Yeah, who knows about that? Um, I hope I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see that. Um, other than that, we move from from Impact to WWE, and the devastating news is that Jimmy Uso is currently out of action for three to six months due to an due to a knee injury. Uh, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer newsletter reported that it happened during the triple threat ladder match at WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a spot that where uh, Jimmy landed awkwardly onto one of the ladders and he had to wrestle through the pain. Yeah, I remember that one. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, so... He fooled so me, by the way. So, pretty much, yeah. He, <laughs> hmm? he fooled me, by the way. Oh, it did? Yeah, because he, he just he just got up and did what he, he did. I thought it was just selling, but it looked like he, it didn't look like it was painful. I guess it really was. Mm-hmm. Tough man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give credit where credit is due on that, you know. So yeah, well, we, you know, wish him the best of luck and hope he has a speedy recovery from there. Um, other news coming out from uh, WWE. Two former WWE uh, wrestlers uh, agreed to never team up again outside of WWE. Uh, it was reported that Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawking um, agreed to um, not wrestle again or tag team again outside once everything is uh, said and done with the coronavirus. Yeah. So what do you guys, So what do you think of that? 
I, I, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's one of those things where you want to build hype anticipation. Would they one day, you know, kind of thing. Especially mm-hmm. right now when there's no audience, it's actually the best time to even think about doing that. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with yeah. it. Eventually, they'll be friends again. Yeah. No, they're friends. I know, it's a joke, there was man. a statement. It's, it's, I know, it's okay, oh. Faith. Eventually, they'll be together again. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there was a statement. Um, one of them said that um, we are not teaming. We are not teaming anywhere unless one of the things we want to do is do the major wrestling figure uh, live podcast. But we like to put on a live wrestling show. I would love to team with him in in that environment, or I would love to wrestle like the Rock and Roll Express or the Headbangers. Other than that, we're going on our own separate ways. So, I, I'm not a fan of either of them as a team. I'm a fan of them individually. So, no loss, really. Yeah. Um, not only that, but also uh, Mr. Perfect Son. Has been let go as well from WWE, which is kind of weird. I mean, I think he's coming back, obviously, because of uh, from what I've heard, uh, for every superstar that wants to come back and train with, or you know, you know, go back in the ring, they always requested mm-hmm. him to be the training partner, like especially The Rock, Brock Lesnar, maybe Edge. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think those big two, The Brock and and Brock Lesnar, no, Brock Lesnar and The Rock, they actually requested him be the trainer and he's like he's one of those people that people love to train with he's like so much good de- t- talent developer that I'm surprised they got yeah. with him yeah but so, I think he's yeah, I well. think they're just doing that just because he's they want him to be in the company and looks bad on them that they fired him but they fired everybody else, you know kind of stuff right 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 I think he just they put they put on a boat just to say it's fair for everybody. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, we wish him the best of luck, and hopefully, he'll find a new home sometime soon down the road. Um. Of the and more news coming out of WWE. It looks like Becky Lynch might be going to Hollywood. She finally got his degree in acting. She finished already. <laughs> no, no, really. That's what she was been doing. That's not actually a joke, but. She was. She went to school for um, acting. But I heard she was trying to right. finish up. Get a degree in it. Mm-hmm. So, so okay. So the news broke is that she's gonna make her premiere, her first acting premiere, on um on the show Billions. Mm-hmm. And but her major role, her first major role, is said to be. Um, it's going to be in the Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Huh. Hmm. I can think of one. Should be good for. Mm-hmm. There's a. Let me see. Um, according to Chris uh, Tapley from Netflix's The Call Sheet, he said on Twitter, "quote unquote Becky Lynch is grabbing Ali Hollywood's eye." She's also in a certain upcoming Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So, the next upcoming film that's coming out from Marvel is going to be. What was it? 
It was Black Widow, but it got pushed I, back. Yeah. It would be Black Widow, and I, it's either Black Widow or um, Morpheus. Oh, I mean, like, uh, okay, uh, Sony Marvel, not Disney Marvel. Yeah. That case, yeah. So it could be, it could be, yeah, it could be either or. So, yeah. So good for her, um, you know. Either or the next Venom film. Yeah, that too. So. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah well, she's, she's alright. Yeah, she's doing good. Mhm. Yeah, wrestling takes yeah. its toll, so it's good to have a backup plan. Yeah, it does. Um, so I wish her the best of luck, and hopefully she. Um, Succeeds. Continues. Yeah. And come back to wrestling sometime, you know? Don't forget mm-hmm. about us. Yeah. I just want to see her, see her versus um, Tessa Blanchard. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So apparently Shinsuke Nakamura also released a statement on Twitter with a picture of AJ Styles and saying that their feud has not finished, it will continue. I honestly think that they should have just not continued that feud. It, it wasn't good. They were trying to go for that New Japan style type of wrestling in WWE, which didn't do so well in WrestleMania. We all saw what happened. It wasn't that great. The only good thing that came out of it was the heel turn by Nakamura. Uh, but it wasn't... But it wasn't Okay, well, with that match, I didn't think it was they were going for the New Japan style. They were making fun of it. They were doing the WWE style of it. Because if they went New Japan style, it would be a great match. <laughs> but it was uh, awful. Um, that's why I'm saying it's, it's this this feud was two WrestleManias ago. Is this uh, are they trying to do a Piper Hogan feud where it lasts forever kind of stuff? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, there's no to be honest there's no long feuds anymore everybody's friends one day and next day enemies and then suddenly they became tag team partners and tag team champions that's what mm-hmm. wrestling is now it's just uh, a whole bunch of twists not enough turns mm-hmm. so that, that kind of stuff so I'm yeah happy. If, if it was a long run it was doing this forever yeah Hogan Piper you know Piper Snuka mm-hmm. yeah that kind of stuff. The Macho Man uh, Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Almost everything with Hogan. Yeah. Okay. Steamboat, yeah. Ric Flair, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then there was other news too that uh, came out yesterday. Liv Morgan came out with a Twitter quote that says, Can someone make Ready to Rumble Part 2 and can I be in it, please? David Arquette. Uh, actor slash wrestler um, says well you know with the company that should own half the rights and I think that it would be awesome I could be your dad says Dave Arquette so would you want to see Ready to Rumble Part 2 if it had Liv Morgan and David Arquette yeah I would the first one was good it, I mean it wasn't like a, a kind of like something by Ridley Scott or anything where 30 years from now I'm going to buy the collector's mm-hmm. edition of so, but it was still a fun film to watch and uh, to be honest like all the pro wrestling films is it, this is probably number number two next to the wrestler 
and the rest uh, of the cell Becky, is a good thing. Uh, is something wrong with your mic over there? Because it's kind of like breaking up. No, I, I can hear you. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe your side. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Right. Are you using your Wi-Fi? Okay. I'm mm-hmm. using mine. Yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No so, uh, me, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, uh, for me, I wouldn't mind seeing the uh, Ready to Rumble. It was good. Um, and plus two, I wouldn't mind seeing if if any of you who hasn't seen Dave Arquette wrestle in the indie scenes, watch him. He's actually a really good wrestler. He's actually pretty good. So I wouldn't mind seeing him actually wrestle in this film if they do a part two and let him wrestle how the way he wants to wrestle. Um, not only that too, but there's also a great documentary about David Arquette's journey to being a, a full-fledged wrestler and kind of stopped acting for a, a long time because he wanted to pursue this career being a wrestler now. Um, it's really good. Um, moving right along, we have Money in the Bank news. So apparently two things have, well, three things. Uh, three things that came out. Uh, WWE in terms for Money in the Bank. First off, um, both Money in the Bank matches has been reported that they're going to have plenty of booby traps within the match. Both matches. <laughs> so. Pretty much a, uh, uh, a World's Heroes mm-hmm. deathmatch type gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no audience. They gotta do what they can, you know. They can do with movie magic, I guess. Yeah. And since they're doing it at the WWE main headquarters, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess they're just gonna do a movie. To be honest. Yeah. But what kind of, is it? Like a funhouse style, or is it like a house of traps kind of thing? Um, well, they don't know because it's just basically, um, they're trying to, I think, I think they're going to take a little bit from the Japanese deathmatch scene, but not go anything hectic or crazy. Um, maybe, you know, like any odds or ends things that won't hurt the wrestlers, but you know just shows off like yeah you know they're trying to do what they try to do um not only that but also too that Vince McMahon actually showed people how to do certain stunts and it was reported not knowing if it's true or not that he actually jumped off a build jumped off Titan Tower to show them this is how you're supposed to do it uh, no, if no, it were uh, to happen, he didn't jump off time. I think it was um, a scaffold, like 20, uh, 20, 18 foot scaffold, kind of like a mm-hmm. ladder. And he showed him how to fall back and land safely to demonstrate that ah, how safe okay. it was. And the fact okay. that he's like well, that's pushing good. 70, so mm-hmm. he was demonstrating how to fall because he'd done it so many times already. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Especially through the attitude era. Oh yeah. Um, same same yeah. massacre against Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's gonna do. Land on a table, teaching people how to land on tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, yeah. And um, not only that too, but there's been updates already to the Money in the Bank pay per view, which will take place in uh, May 10th, 
at Stanford, Connecticut, at the WWE Global Headquarters. Mm-hmm. So, and here are some of the updates. So, card subject to change. So, here are the updated uh, the, the updated uh, cards. So, for the first match, so the first one that they have is for the women's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, which will have Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella. Who just qualified last week. And then our second match is um, for the men's money in the bank would be Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Aleister Black versus King Corbin versus Otis versus to be determined because that originally was supposed to go to um, Apollo Crews, but he was but he injured his knee during a match last week on SmackDown. Um so they're gonna do a supposedly injured knee storyline. Story yeah, suppose. Yeah, so supposedly, so they're gonna do is a uh, like a little mini Royal Rumble to see who's gonna take that spot. So I think they're gonna be doing it this week to the on the go home show. Um, next we have Braun Strowman going against Bray Wyatt uh, for the WWE Universal Championship. We have Bailey versus Tamina for the SmackDown uh, Women's Championship. We have Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. And this one is new. We have a four, a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which will have the new day of Big E and Kofi Kingston going against John Morrison versus the, and The Miz going against the Forgotten Sons and then versus Lucha House Party with Grand Metalik and Lintel Dorado and for the Forgotten Sons we don't know which of the three are going to be in there so that's the update that we have for uh, Money in the Bank so what do you think of the card so far interested not interested eh. transitional <laughs> I'm just waiting for SummerSlam really uh, hopefully they bring back King of the Ring I know they're not but <laughs> no, uh, it's COVID. It's COVID nineteen right now, so it's kind of hard because everybody's not there. So they're making lemonade and they're doing a good job of it. I can't yeah. say anything bad about it, um, as long as they're providing entertainment and they are considered a essential type of business. I, I, I understand. It's one of those. It's it's not where I'm gonna ask them to do a, a Godfather one and two. I'm I'll be happy to right. just watch. You know, it's just a regular. You know, but parent trap movie to be honest mm-hmm. something to keep entertained just for a moment until everything you know resumes yeah. back to normal right yeah uh for me um I think this is not bad it's not bad card I'm just waiting for the execution and see if they can pull it out right yeah and do a good job on it um so I'm, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm just gonna wait and see how it turns out. Uh, two more little things before, uh, yeah, two more things before we get to our main topic. Um, this week, the WWE and AEW are going to be doing live taping shows. They're going to have at least uh, people in the audience now. But there's, uh, according to the Florida governor, if they're going to be having uh, be doing live tapings and stuff like that. They have to. They can have up up to at least twenty percent 
of the venue full of people, but from long distance. So in other words, so say like for AEW, they say that they're going to be doing it um, where the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, Daily's place will be at. So I think they're gonna, not going to have the front rows or that the bottom row where the um, wrestlers are going to be entering and exiting and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be blocked off. And I think they're going to have the audience maybe in the nosebleeder seats or in the mid in the mid range seats area, but, but far enough away. Yeah. I kind of have an issue with that because the 20% of Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, you know, Jaguar Stadium, it's still a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it was because the 20,000 of what, like what, 50,000? Mm-hmm. 80,000 people uh, scattered out, parking, you gotta run yeah. into each other. It's kind of hard to say, so. Yeah. And same thing with WWE, like oh, yeah. And the same thing with WWE is they said that they're going to let twenty percent of people to get into the performance center when they do Raw and SmackDown and NXT. So about twenty people then. Maybe. Uh, I'm assuming they only fit like around hundred for um, you know screen time. Mm-hmm. Or you know just the side crowd. But... Ooh, and awesome! Yeah. Yeah. Just enough where you can hear people talk. Yeah. So. so it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. All right. And then the other news that we have is that uh, this week on um, AEW's podcast, AEW Unrestricted, they had Dean Malenko on, and he was talking. He was telling a lot of stories about how he met Chris and Eddie, uh, Chris Benoit, and Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah. Um, if you haven't, if anybody hasn't had a chance, listen to it. It's really great. Um, you hear, you hear the side of, of Eddie and Chris they, from a personal, from a personal level, outside of their family that you wouldn't even hear. Especially too when when Benoit met, uh, no, when uh, Malenko met Benoit when he was Kid Pegasus when he was wrestling in New Japan. Yeah. You know, and then how the way that they all three of them um, had had each other's backs, and that like one wouldn't try to like push over the others so they can you know get what's theirs. They all was like this like this little group that were considered to be called like the three original three amigos, and they always looked down each other's backs for for each other's backs. Even when they knew when the um, with the, the NWO coming into WCW, they all knew. Yeah, it's kind of time to jump ship. Yeah, when they left with the radicals, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I, I listened to the podcast, and it's it's kind of like a, a reverie more than the uh, questioning of. Of Dean's um, life, I guess it's it's it seems like yeah. he was just more focused on what's the word explaining himself mm-hmm. from where he was from his perspective from you know kind of a little bit of the Chris Benoit thing kind yeah. of how he was close to like like all, all the radicals he only close to maybe two of them like him and Perry Saturn you know there's he haven't talked to him in a while. So yeah, this kind of stuff. It was kind of, it was kind of sad, and it was more like a somber moment kind of thing. It, it, it was 
but the cool part about Dean is that Dean doesn't Dean Malenko doesn't really show his emotion out but you can hear it in his voice yeah, yeah. unlike uh, Dustin when the one the week prior when they, had, they interviewed him during the podcast mm-hmm. his heart was in his sleeve man he's like man this guy should be world champion <laughs> Just, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Dean Malenko's the ice man he he pursues no emotion but you can hear his tone you know of his emotions it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's two different it's like the two people who almost had hard lives but have different way of bringing on you know they're bringing out their yeah I guess a personality like you think Goldust or Dustin Ronald's more flamboyant more free you know show business turns out he's very uh, conserved you know yeah and he's actually he's very uh, what's the word simple he's very uh, easygoing and he, uh, he does he's not all that crazy stuff he does in WWE Dean right. Malenko he's the opposite he is who he is it's like for him there's no blur between his his uh, his character and himself it's just him right Dustin has a separation he's this guy and this guy in, in, you know, in wrestling so it and they both yeah. had like hard interesting lives especially this, it, it, it seems like he, he wants to um, you know cry but he can't so I, yeah. I figured, like, wow, man, this guy is—he is the Ice Man. He's living his—he is who he is. He's not—he's not a uh, persona. He is Dean Malenko. Yeah. I like in the ring, out of the ring, Dean Malenko will always be Dean Malenko. Yeah, like Dustin Runnels, Gold Dust, Black Rain, Marilyn, mm-hmm. you know, Marilyn Dust, all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, yeah. It's oh, those are persona and gimmicks. Understand? There's a separation. This one yeah. is like same type of emotional feeling, but different. You know, once once a person is who he is, the other one is. Oh, this is the real Dustin Rollins. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those podcasts are getting real good. Aubrey's doing a good job of. Uh, oh yeah. You know, trying. I heard that this know, week. They, they, yeah. You know how those um, the NBC special, which they all, they all mm-hmm. try to make them you know cry and stuff. Like especially mm-hmm. with uh, if you see what's his I forgot his name already. And then they try to bring out the emotion, and he gets quiet and quiet, and then you go back to being cussing and vulgar, and it's one of those things where they have to set the the tone of you know it goes from just happy here, what's new, exciting, and suddenly it goes to a depressing, somber tone, and then at the end it brings you back yeah. up and cheers you like, hey, life's not over, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, a good example of that one would be uh, the one with Taz. Oh yeah, it's, Taz one. On. it's pretty good. Yeah. That one was really good because he he told he told a lot of stuff that a lot of people didn't know about how close him and Polly was. Oh yeah, yeah. That New York thing, the New York, you know, family. Yeah. Yeah, and still to this day, they're still good friends. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what 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 happened between them and everything in the years and stuff like that, they're still good friends. Yeah, and, yeah. and Tess is but, the other side of the, the. I guess if the the other side of of, of wrestling is. He's always in character. You don't really get to see the real him unless you go listen to his podcast. And it's like a blur. It's like, is this Tast the submission machine, the wrestler? Or is this Tast the, you know, the person? Mm-hmm. That one's hard to tell. Like, Dean Malenko, you kind of see it's it's the same. Tast yeah. is like, it's a question mark. Because I, I think during that podcast, when he was talking about was, he actually said, I'm always in character. I go in, I kick ass, and I'm gonna be like that for the whole entire time. And that was it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then like the only time when I'm not Taz is when I'm with, when I'm with uh, with my family. Yeah. Well, we don't get to see that. If we do, it seems like they're the same. But he, he yeah. But he clearly says they're not. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance, listen to the AEW Unrestricted podcast. They're really good. And this week, it's going to be supposedly I heard that it's going to be uh, Audrey Edwards. With Audrey Edwards. Yeah, it's going to be her, like, how she got into the business, how she became a referee and everything like that. Is so, like a, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a guest, or she's doing, like, a, she's interviewing herself with Tony Schiavone, Aubrey Edwards, you know, interviewing Aubrey Edwards. I don't know. I can't wait. I, all I have to say is I just can't wait to listen. Yeah. Um, Hopefully yeah. there's a guest. So, uh, hmm? Hopefully there's a guest uh, interviewer. Yeah, you know Dustin would be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something I, I'm still mad yeah. that he didn't, he didn't, he didn't win them. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the TNT down my belt. Nobody talks about that. Come on. Yeah, well, the, the thing with the TNT belt is like, there's a lot of people who love who love the idea. There's a lot of people who don't like the idea, uh, and it's divided down to, is it their version of the TV title belt? Or Intercontinental. Yeah, or the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Is it their version of the Intercontinental, or is it like the TV title? Both, I think. It's a little not... bit of a, little bit of side A, and a little bit of side B. I'm gonna go with uh, the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart uh, title name for the Intercontinental title. Better. It's called the Workhorse mm. title. Yeah. That's pretty much a better name for it. Uh, to be honest, they, they, I'm surprised they only use that, the Workhorse title. The t- like the, you know AEW Workhorse Champion, right? But I, and I think what this is, it's just to build up people who are willing to work every week, who will do mm-hmm. to wrestle every match, every pay per view, not miss a show. And he's like the champion. At least he got a champion in in the stadium. Like, like even the heavyweight champions out there, the Intercontinental's yeah. there or the TNT Dynamite's there. Yeah. So I'm 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 so yeah. yeah. I'm assuming Rhodes would be good, but he's also doing backstage stuff. He might interfere. Yeah. So it's one of those things where the it's it's good to put a new person with the belt so they could you know become a um, a gradual like uh, you know people are more accustomed to seeing them as oh yeah, he's a champ he's a champ you know he's, mm-hmm. he's here to wrestle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I still want Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> to win <laughs> he deserves something he's, he's I want to be heavyweight champion one yeah. time at least yeah I also see that man just come on yeah match of the year last year um well yeah everything so yeah good match yeah good come on. yeah great yeah it's great man mm-hmm. yeah so um to me to me the T the, the TNT title um I know for a fact it's gonna be cha- it's gonna be put on the line every week. Hopefully not. So it'll be too tiring for the performer. We don't. I, oh, I think within reason. Mm-hmm. Not like yeah, he's within reason. Like a, yeah, okay. I yeah, I can see that within reason. Um, so I have a Iron Man match it, every week. <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. No, uh, no, because it it will, it will kind of remind me. No, because like if they do that every week, it will kind of remind me of RVD's run with the ECW TV title. Yeah, 
him and yeah. Jerry Lynn battles. Oh man, those legendary battles. Or him and Sabu. Yeah, those are Sabu. Yeah. He should come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? Alright, and um so now we're gonna go to the main meat of the show. Uh last week's Dark Side of the Ring. I knew he was gonna go there. I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe because I, I kind of get to get a good topic. It was good. It was a good one. It, yeah, it wasn't dirty. It wasn't evil. It wasn't about somebody's death or murder or drugs or you know. It, it was actually just yeah. simple. You know, mm-hmm. football. You know, taboo thing in the in the industry in the it's you know kayfabe and. And all the stuff that it's like wrestling drama only. There's no mystery yeah. out there. There's no murder. Or, you know, there's no, you know, like, uh, he said this, she said this, he was abusive, right there, that. Like, like it's, it was like a Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth thing, or it wasn't like Chris Benoit. It was, it was mm-hmm. only relatable to wrestling fans. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Right, yeah. And the terminology of it, too, that wrestling fans, if they know it. Um,. So it begs the question. Which question? <laughs> what? Oh, no. I was going to say, okay, so it begs the question. Did they do the right thing or not? You find they, and there's, there's like a whole bunch of uh, players in this thing. Yeah. Um. Okay, there's one central player. The one, the, yeah. the, all of it was the reporter. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. And the incident with uh, Dr. D, David Schultz. Yeah. But which was, we, which yeah. we were both surprised that he's still alive. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, I remember you were telling me. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. And, and, and the other guy, too. Mansfield. I'm surprised he's alive. Yeah. The guy who revealed that uh, wrestling was fake on national TV. That that was the, the other player. Uh, I was yeah. surprised. It was, because the way he was written off on TV it seems like everybody wanted the whole WWF that time wanted him to be forget it. like nobody wants to talk about him no more right and he was sent over to Japan you know and then he brought the gimmick over of slapping reporters and he kept on going and going mm-hmm. and then the the reporter I guess was was vilified yeah so it, it seemed like he was very vilified and he had his point he was telling people what I mean it wasn't he wasn't evil, but he was doing stuff that was like, come on, man, we know it's fake, just don't say it, you know, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, he really wants to open that wound, even though we know it's, uh, you're not supposed to. It's mm-hmm. taboo. It's, yeah, you don't want to talk about it. You want to make any yeah. illusion. It's like going up to a, ma- a magician, like, hey, this thing is fake. They're like, I know it's fake, but we're watching a show. <laughs> right? So, yeah. It's escapism. And he wants to destroy that. And like, we know, man, we're not idiots. And these people are wrestling, are people who are trying to make a living. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he just kind of vilified that way. So, but, so what question yeah. would you beg again? There's a lot, there's okay, lot, there's so lot the of angles, that's why, in this one. It was yeah. for wrestling fans. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mansfield. What? Did he do the right thing or not? Mansfield? It depends on which yeah. side you want to be on. He's both sides are right. He's more right, you know. To be honest, Mansfield's more relevant now than he was back then because the stuff he's talking about is it's it's big hot topic right now with the uh, mm-hmm. healthcare, 
having job security, that they should be employees, that they shouldn't pay like the stage performing dues or anything like the you know promotion be taking their money, taking twenty percent off the top or something like that. You gotta pay them, kind of stuff. Healthy that kind of stuff just recently this past year, thanks AEW has been implemented. WWE still need to catch up. They're firing like look oh, what happened recently. It's the firing. These people got no job security. Mm-hmm. Plus a 90 day no compete clause. Worse, they can't even get a job during when they fire. Uh, to at least another three months. So Mansfield was he's right right now. Back then, yeah, I can see what why they hated him. Because he uh, destroyed the illusion but everybody already knew that wrestling was fixed. So, I, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, I understand both sides. But in the long run, Mansfield was more right. He, he has more good points. You, you want to take yeah. care of a business that was willing to take care of you also. Mm-hmm. He was right. Yeah, it, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be taken advantage of like that. Yeah. But should he? the question is, should he went to the news reporter and talked about it? And then with the mm-hmm. blading and all that, so yeah, he he showed the blade. That was the big, uh, the, the big, the big thing they talked about. And Mansfield even said, right. "I want to show him more," but he, he they always pushing me about showing how the blade. I guess to them, you know, blood and stuff, it's draw ratings. So news back then was more sensationalistic, also. So both right. was to show. I, I mean, you got you got to ask yourself also. I mean, what, so what do you think on it? Is it? Breaking kayfabe that bad, or is it revealing that you need help? That people need to be protected. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like a little bit of side A and a little bit of side B. But overall, I think you know, eventually people were gonna find out one way or another that kayfabe, you know, was all illusion. Yeah. So I think it was good for the industry, and I think good for the business that back then that all happened and it also brings up a lot of the topics too of you know what AEW is doing with insurance job security uh, fair wages and everything like that and also all of the people were not are not treated as what WWE is doing as Vince McMahon um, said you know quote unquote freelance entertainers the contractors independent contractors yeah and independent contractors so so honestly yeah I think this was a uh, yeah I, I think this was, wasn't bad I think it was I think it wasn't bad it was I think it was it was good back then to do it um but Matthew had to be a scapegoat and said yeah, we, mm-hmm. we oh he's one review of the wrestling you know phony and fake no he didn't it was already been known everybody knew already because mm-hmm. okay, the only way they, they maintain that the illusion that is real, if Japan, Mexico, and Germany, and Europe, and all the other country who has pro wrestling in it, has been competing, mm-hmm. and that's impossible. You know, you know what I mean? It's it's right, and people know it's a show. Mm-hmm. So why even bother? You know, it, it's not revealing. It's the, the only thing he shouldn't have done. I think was the blading part because that's more like a, a trade secret. But we yeah. kind of knew that already. But he he he, sh- but he, sh- he showed him how where the, how they hide the blades, 
to, to be honest, I, I, I didn't even know that. They taped it and they put it in their mouth sometimes or on the wrist. Or they just, and the ref would pick it up and all that stuff. Uh-huh. So th- that was a trade secret that you shouldn't reveal. Like magicians, you know, should reveal the secret. And that was one of them. Yes. But telling that it was staged was alright. Because, you know, magicians, we know it's staged and they all illusion. The only difference is wrestling hurts. <laughs> it hurts to the hell and you could be uh, life-threatening to, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah. Owen Hart. Sabu. Darren Drossoff became paralyzed. Yeah, it's all this stuff that happens in the ring that is, you know, sad. Yeah. Um, Jin Kazai. Jin Kazai. Great documentary by him, but also on Vice, ironically. Yes. Um, if you want to see that about uh, deathmatch wrestling in Japan and here in the United States, watch Vice the Wrestler under uh, the episode was called Deathmatch Wrestling. Um, really great. Uh, Jin Kazai. One of the best deathmatch wrestlers. Um, just seeing his body, you can see how much hell he put himself gone through. But once you get to, once you see how the way he talks about it, why he puts himself through those hellish battles, you can see you, you get a lot of respect. You see where where he's coming from, you know. So it's really good. Okay, uh, and one more thing before we go. Um, okay, as of now, of season two, with three episodes left, which which episode you thought is like you have to like you would tell somebody like you have to watch this, even if they're not a wrestling fan, just like watch it is that interesting? If they're not a wrestling fan, and that's obviously the Chris Benoit one because that's more relatable. Uh, right. But if you if you're a wrestling fan. When those ends out like more of a kind of like you know you know the terminology and all that they call them the smarts yeah and is you know instead of the marks i guess but it'll be this one because you know kayfabe mm-hmm. and all that but that yeah. wasn't my favorite <laughs> yeah my favorite was the brawl for and all one with bart ben <laughs> it oh man it, it was so many players involved and you know it's funny the the weird part is uh, when Vice Dark Side of the Ring like Jim Cornette mm-hmm. in one episode he's the good guy and I feel for him next episode he's the bad guy <laughs> like sh- dude you're, you're like you're ruining his career like like, uh, okay, the Bart Gunn one he, he, he's kind of like oh this is Jim Cornette he's being Jim Cornette but this time I have to disagree with him and he's like oh man we just wasted you just ruined five, you just lost 500 million dollars to, to Vince Russo like so and then Vince Russo why can't we just make Bart Gunn the next guy and he and I agree with Vince Russo I like Bart Gunn and and then yeah. after that it was like he was being uh, what's the word he was being blackballed literally he was being uh, shot yep. on and defend to Butterbean and Butterbean even said it's like you know what if he didn't try a box he might have a chance <laughs> mm-hmm. so it, it was one of those things where like okay he's, it's not nobody's fault but the the outcome was you can't because you can't control it. Doctor Death was yeah. supposed to be the guy they're trying to push, and he they assumed he was gonna win and go against the toughest guy of all, Bradshaw, and he knocked, he got knocked out. The, the only person they should have pushed out of this because he was really a legit badass and he was tough. Cause he got, he, he had to leave because he had he got malaria from South Africa. Was Steve Blackman? I thought. Mm-hmm. 
And which was funny. He wrestled with malaria <laughs> or something. <laughs> and he had to, uh, and he still won his first match. He had the highest scoring in the brawl for all, too. It's, it's like, yeah, you yeah, you have potential to push all, two or three superstars, and instead you bury them. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's uh, Jim Cornette, like, you, yeah, you gotta bury them now. It's like, why? It's like, Vince Russo had a point. Just make this guy the next guy. He's obviously a tough, he's legit badass. <laughs> he. He look what look look what he had to go through. Come on. Yeah, he he, he knocked Bradshaw out. He Bradshaw is heavyweight champion. Yeah. He knocked out Doc Death. Yeah, he was a guy that was about to push. So, yeah, it, uh, that's what my favorite episode was the brawl and all one. Just because I I remember watching it, and I was actually I liked it, and it, at the end it was like, what are you guys gonna do with Bar Gun now? Come on, push him. They did. But the best part is when he had to fight his um, tag team partner, <laughs> Hardcore Holly. He was yeah. telling her, yeah, in the room. <laughs> yeah. I think I, was it, was it, was it, you know, he had sleep in the couch or something, I forgot. Because Har- Hardcore Holly was also one of those uh, locker locker room, you know, tough guys too. And he got, yeah. he, and, and it turns out the, guy, the person who won was the quietest, nicest guy was in the whole entire locker room. Because Godfather was a bouncer, Bradshaw yeah. was a football player, but he was a bully or something supposedly. And so and Harcourt yeah. Alley was supposed to be just one of the toughest guy out there. He was he was willing to fight anybody. Yeah. And then Steve Blackman, who was quiet, but he, he well you know he probably would have won to be honest. So he got out of the mm-hmm. area. And Dan Severn, he left because he was afraid he was gonna tarnish his um, image of being a hardcore fighter. So I, yeah. I thought, and then the guy who won was the guy that nobody expected to win. Mark Gunn. Darren Drozdov had better. It seemed like Darren Drozdov was going to win before you did. That's how bad it was. Okay, that's for me. It was like, you can't write that stuff up. He's like... Yeah, you just you can't. I mean? Really, you just can't. It's, it's like, uh, it's All free right. fire. Like, who's going who's gonna to win the tournament? Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Blanca. Blanca won. He, he beat Bison. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah. he threw coconuts in his head and ran away, and he won. <laughs> Nate jumped out of my car yeah. for me. It's, uh, we can't make a next Street Fighter 3 with Blanca. Bring back Ryu. But he, he got his ass knocked out. I was <laughs> like, by Blanca. We don't care. <laughs> you put the belt on him. Yeah, yeah Ryu's Bradshaw. <laughs> So just to let you guys know that there's the three episodes left are pretty interesting. Uh, the last three episodes, the upcoming episode, which is going to be on the fifth of May, single Maya, mm-hmm. is uh, cocaine and cowboy boots. See, the herb, the herb Abram story, and it's basically going to be about Herb Abrams and uh, UWF. Yeah. The following week is going to be the last ride of the Road Warriors, and the last episode. Ah, man, it's. If you guys thought that the Chris Benoit one was a heartbreaker, this one I think is going to be a heartbreaker. It's not the true. last days of Owen Hart. Oh yeah. Oh wow. It's tragic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just I when I saw that, I was like, that's going to be the last episode. I was just like, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, first episode is Chris Benoit, and the last one Owen Hart. Yeah. It's like both tragedies, but the reception, public opinion, it's like the opposite. One's the one person we all want to go in the Hall of Fame but they can't because of family 
the other one we want to go to the Hall of Fame but can't because of family also <laughs> it's and it's, it's, it's tragic well like both tragedies it's it's I, I, it's kind of sad yeah it's but, crazy yeah but so far um, Dark Side of the Ring this is this past episode was not about that uh, murders spousal abuse or anything like that or about you know drugs or yeah it's, it's actually just about exposing the business I, this first time it's I, I thought it was pretty good it was only for smart fans to watch mm-hmm. either way yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for one one more left to see if they're gonna talk about it mm. you can guess what it is no which one well it's the Obviously, it's the China one. Oh, okay. Would they induct her in the Hall of Fame? Cause technically oh, the North Korean wrong. one? Yeah, because she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, all, all the stuff yeah. She, yeah she, all, all the stuff she did after wrestling was not illegal. Well, one thing she did that a lot of people did who was in the Hall of Fame was drugs. But that's kind of excusable because you look at the other, you know, the other people in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things. Oh, but you heard about um, here's one more thing. I don't know if you heard about this. The Macho Man Stephanie McMahon rumor. Yeah, I heard about one of Macho Man's ex girlfriends talked about like yeah he spilled the beans to her. Yeah. But they don't know whether or not if it's true or not. So. Because yeah, Steph's not talking. Yeah, because we haven't because Stephanie McMahon hasn't said anything yet. I mean, if it was true, it explains why Vince, the way, the way Vince feels about him. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I, to be honest, I like Macho Man, but I understand Vince more. If it was Vince McMahon and that was his daughter and he, and he did all that, like, uh, unforgivable things. That was one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully they won't do an episode of Dark Child Ring on that one. Maybe. Oh, no, because it's all hearsay. Yeah. Oh, the no, we just got yeah. Tragedies. Yeah. All right. Um, there you go. That's it for Russia Shoots. Hope you guys had a great time listening to us. And just before we go, a big shout out to Kenta Kobayashi, who's who just turned fifty three black this past Monday. So happy birthday to Kenta Kobayashi, um, one of the greatest wrestlers that came out of Japan. If you haven't seen any of his matches, trust me, do yourself a favor, watch his matches. Um, if you want a recommendation, watch his match with uh, him and Samoa Joe from ROH or any of his crazy battles that he had with uh, Mitsuru Misawa or with uh, Jun Akiyama. Trust oh, me, yeah. you're doing yourself a favor if you watch those matches. Um, so happy birthday, Kobayashi. Um, great man how old is he great wrestler he turned 53 so you got 53 shots against your brother (laughs) just chop him like 53 times in a row real fast yeah no you gotta get tired and speed up (laughs) get the oh man oh yeah 52 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um it's funny too because uh, Kobayashi retired 
in uh, 2013. And nobody knew about it. Yeah, and it's it's not too long ago, and it was just like crazy. You know, yeah, he, he had a lot of like he had a lot of matches, uh, and he is the second most. And uh, a little trivia fact. Um, in the Wrestling Observer News, uh, Dave Meltzer, Kobayashi is on the list of number two with the most five-star matches ever by Dave Meltzer with 23. He's only two behind by his rival, Mitsuhara Mashida with 25. Yeah, to be so. fair, um, he's wrestled long before Meltzer started doing that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you might have some unknown great matches out there you haven't seen yet. Yeah. And also he had held the GHC Heavyweight Championship belt for a total of 735 days. Yeah, and know. had this, uh, and also the second most highest successful defenses for that belt in its belt's history with 13. So He's like the Hogan and Ric Flair of Japan. Pretty much. Pretty much. And can wrestle. Yes. He's basically what Keith Lee was before Keith Lee ever decided to become a wrestler. Uh, uh, Keith Lee. Yeah. All right, then, folks. So, on behalf of Omega Kai, I am Captain Katz. Thank you guys so much for listening to Wrestling Shoes. I hope you guys have a great week. Have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Keep your physical distancing away. And be safe out there. Until then. Be back with us next week for more crazy tales of wrestling in the four-sided ring. Until then, take care. Have a good one. Yeah. yeah. Shallow wrestle. Don't really wrestle. <laughs> All right. How much time have left? All right. Got it. That one was like almost an hour. Well, yeah, because you have like six topics. So. Yeah. That's a little good though, regardless. All right. I'm out.